Welcome to another edition of Talk Hard, presented by Walk Softly Films. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing, uh, guys. It's been a it's been a long week, but uh, here we are again. Let's introduce ourselves like we do by telling our favorite thing that we watched this week. First of all, from Frankfort, Kentucky, Scott Stafford. What's your favorite thing you saw this week, Scott? I saw all kinds of independent film at the. Uh... River's Edge Film Festival. Uh, oh yeah, including uh, including a little short uh, called Five Cups that, from the last three quarters of it, looked fantastic, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait to see the beginning of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. I bet the beginning kind of brings the whole thing together. Yeah, from from good friends, some good for Georgia friends that we'll talk about later. Absolutely. Uh, also with us tonight from Danville, Kentucky, Todd Sheen. Todd, what's your favorite thing you saw this week, buddy? Well, um, golly, now that he mentioned uh, that, I guess, <laughs> oh no, you were all set. I guess I you probably were... yeah, yeah. But then I feel like for me to talk <laughs> for me to talk about something on broadcast TV would be just so morose. I don't think so. But go ahead. Or maybe not. I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, um, just for everybody that that's out there, this is what it was like every restaurant we went into in Paducah with Todd trying to order food. Yeah. Yeah. Stretch this I out for about is, five minutes. Yeah. This is like, uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's just the even number of years, guys. Um, <laughs> next year should be fine. Um, Good. <laughs> You know, I, um, we uh, hmm. why don't we uh, why don't we go on over to <laughs> going over to Alan there, Todd, Todd Sheen, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Off to a good start. Corned beef and hash. Right. I'm not sure. All right, we'll come back. Maybe I don't know. We might just pass over it. Yeah. But uh, also here is myself, Alan Martin. Uh, favorite thing I watched this week, guys, was uh, been looking forward to it. Since I heard he was going to be hosting, uh, man, Dave Chappelle, I thought, killed it on Saturday Night Live, especially the monologue that he did. Um, and they kind of just let him just let him go, and, and thank goodness they did, because I thought some of the stuff he said was very poignant, but, like, everything he said hit. And it was, it was uh, exactly what I wanted from Chappelle, because um, there's not – I mean, anybody who listened to our top TV stuff, I put – Chappelle show on my list of, of uh, my favorite TV shows. I think the guy's a genius, and I couldn't wait for this. And he, at least in the monologue section, did not disappoint on Saturday Night Live. Did either one of you all get to check that out? I've only seen uh, two sketches <clears throat> so far, the the uh, Walking Dead uh, bit out of the monologue and yeah. the, uh, the New Yorkers watching the election results. Which was awesome. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you, you didn't see his monologue yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, go check that out. Um, it's really good. Did you see it, Todd? I did. I, I thought yeah. it was a really good good monologue. I think it hit 
it hit uh, all the points it needed to hit. I think he was uh, he was very diplomatic in his yeah. uh, in his uh, speech. I I I I'll be honest. I mean, I I can't remember if that was I can't remember if all that language was in the the uh, opening monologue or not. But I I don't think I I don't remember hearing the p word. It was in on there. NBC before. That's right. He, he and then he apologized for it right after he said it. But uh, um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, well, I mean, there's yeah, there's a, some GDs, and I mean, it was I was I was thinking I was watching uh, the Comedy Central version of yeah. Saturday Night Live. So. Yeah, well, he brought it. He definitely brought it to the. He did the mainstream, so um, he did, and it was uh, like I said. I thought he, I thought he, I thought he did a really good job with it. So uh, yeah, on a, after a kind of a, a tough and tumultuous week after the uh, Tuesday night election, um, it was good to it was good to have some laughs with old Dave. So uh, that was good. Um, so anyway, uh, we just got back from Paducah. Well, a whole, before we get into that though. I mean, I don't think we, yeah. you know, we do, we talked about SNL. I don't, I don't feel like we can completely skip over the fact that we've got a new president elect, and you know, it's got to be mentioned, right? Uh, <laughs> Does it? Are we gonna go there? <laughs> well, you I mean, ma- I- you made one you made one point. Uh, we'll we'll steer clear and spare everybody. Um, okay. Right. <laughs> out there that's listening. But you made one point on Facebook that I think it was the first time I'd seen it mentioned, and it was. Uh, I just I love it. I love the fact that we've got a president that took a stone cold stunner. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's absolutely. Yeah, man. I. <laughs> I mean, I, that did anybody ever expect that? Unless Vince was going to run for president, right? It's it's amazing, right? Like it, you 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 put that up, and it was just like you know, and it and it and it clicked. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like that—that's yeah. true. Like right in the middle of a WWE ring, Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> delivered a stunner to our future president. <laughs> to our president-elect, less yeah. than ten years ago, by the yeah. way. And it's just—it like, was within the decade. That's uh, nothing. I, I don't know that I can, you know, talk about it any further. It's just like that's just, you know, it speaks for itself. It's amazing. It's incredible. And you yeah. know, can can we can we do that while he's in office? I, I think this entire election cycle has just been an elaborate setup for WrestleMania 33. Uh-huh. They always start the road to WrestleMania right around Thanksgiving. It's perfect timing. Vince is a genius. Let's be honest; he's a billionaire. His hands are in everything. <laughs> I, I think that's what this is. I think this is a setup for WrestleMania 33. McMahon's coup de gras, right here. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. He he's not only is he going to show how much power he has, <laughs> but man, this WrestleMania is going to be awesome. <laughs> I mean, what what? How does like so? Let's say Trump attends, and then he gets in the ring, and uh, you know, I I don't know, I don't know what happens. I, I'm not really that familiar, as you know, with with the current superstars. But you know, give me a name of somebody that yeah. might might have butt heads with Trump. Right now, oh, from from the current roster, yeah. or do you want me to go through through, well, through they, what my timeline if was? It's, if it's mania, they could always bring in somebody you know from from yesteryear as they usually do. They you know? always 
Yeah, they always do. They always have some gimmick so Austin and The Rock and all those people yeah. can come back. And so that's kind of where I was going with it. So what would happen if, let's say, he delivers, you know, kick to the to the midsection to to prepare him to be stunned? What does what does the uh, Secret Service do at that point? You know, because I don't know I, if they've considered this. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the Secret Service messes with Austin. <laughs> He's, he's, like I, they don't want any piece I, of that. They don't. They don't want. Like uh, no, I, I think that he's untouchable in the ring because he told Donald Trump in those clips. He told him that's his <laughs> ring. So yeah. Trump knows when he's getting in there what he's getting into. Right. Yeah. So so they just as soon as he goes in there, they're like, uh, well, you know, it's, it's the squared circle now. So yeah. whatever, the Secret what, Service has no domain over the over the squared circle of Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> whatever happens in there, we're out of it. But. You come That's out, exactly right. We're like the lumberjacks. If you come out here, then they could do that. They could have a Secret right, Service right, lumberjacks yeah. match. That's yeah. <laughs> Trump and Austin. <laughs> Trump. And Secret Service lumberjack match. Trump. Trump throws Austin out, and you know Secret Service gets some shots in on him, toss him back in. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All yeah, right. and then and then everybody hates him anyway. So I I can see like. Uh, I can see like Austin getting ready to cheat Trump out of the out of out of the match, mm-hmm. and then John Cena hits the ring, and just <laughs> makes everybody hate him even more. <laughs> yeah, and saves Trump from Austin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would do it. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You got scared when we brought Trump up, but I think that was I think we could all live with that. I hope I think everybody. Yeah, uh, elaborate setup for see, and that, and also that means that the this election really doesn't even count or matter. Because it's all just for WrestleMania. Like, yeah. the real results will come out in a couple months. Well, if that's true, then I, I would expect, like, Bernie to come up through, like, a hole in the ring like Undertaker. And, yeah. <laughs> and you know, maybe yeah. he's got the urn, even. I can see that. Oh, and, and he's dressed like Paul Bear. <laughs> yeah. He's the new, he's the new bear. And he's got, he he's got, I, you could do that. You could totally bring the urn back and, like, he's in control of the taker. And then take yeah. her, the taker uh, power bombs uh, Trump straight to H E double hockey sticks. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, man, we should be. We, we've always said we should be writing for wrestling. <laughs> what the, yeah, I, it, Vince, if you hear this pod, I mean, this confirms it. It really does. Yeah, this is genius stuff. This is good stuff. How you doing over there, Todd? <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm about, uh, I'm in, I'm into July next year of the farmer's almanac. So <laughs> you all just keep going, whatever you need to do. He's glad, he's glad <laughs> he tuned in. That's right. Uh, all right. We can, we can move on from wrestling unless we want to, I mean, I'm up for talking about yeah, it all as much night. as yeah. we can, we can move on for, <laughs> yeah, for Todd's sake. Um, so yeah, we just, uh, we just got back from Paducah last weekend and, um, it was a, as usual, pretty, pretty fun, uh, pretty eventful trip down to Western Kentucky. Uh, guys, you have any thoughts about Paducah? Well, we started off. How was your experiences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, uh, I, you know, I wasn't just, I just wasn't plugged into into a ton of uh, film watching, indie film watching, this year. Yeah. Um, to me, the highlights, or, or kind of what I was plugged into, was recording the podcast that you all heard last week with uh, the director of the festival, Andy uh, Brian Green, and thought she did a fantastic job. 
and really enjoyed that. And then we made an appearance on uh, Four Friends Fight About Film. Is that what it's called? Um, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Hudson and Jordan from that show uh, invited us on. And, of course, the episode that we're on, you want to hear, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you want a little extra dose of us. I mean, if they didn't trash it, as far like it's not out yet. So I mean, as far as we know, they could have they could have chucked it. It's but. not, and they keep putting up what the next week's subject is going to be, and it's <laughs> never the subject we talked about. So yeah, makes <laughs> it might have just been all for show. Yeah, yeah. So that's always a possibility. But uh, <laughs> so we recorded that at their place uh, the the night that we left, and right after that was over, we went to to eat with them. Um, because we just we just couldn't they were so jazzed up about uh eating at the gold rush which is another uh, institution everybody has to check out that has crazy concoctions to eat um including the egg scaliburger uh oh. the monstrosity of it's a pretty sandwich. epic yeah uh with fried eggs and uh, and uh, grilled cheese sandwiches as the bun and whatnot and uh uh, Easily fifteen hundred calories. Oh my gosh! There's in a burger. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say it tops out most protein shakes. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee it. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I I don't know what the deal was down there this this year with me wanting to just head on back Saturday, but I was ready to go pretty much when we got up that morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, I think your deal, Scott, was that like you hadn't seen your daughter in a while and mm-hmm. we're ready to get back and, and, and spend some time with her. Yeah. Nor- uh, most years we've been lucky and it hasn't been my weekend with her. Yeah. Um, and this year it, it fell that way and it, yeah, it was, it was bothering me. Uh, you know, yeah. just, you just, it bugs you to death. Like, you know, love to spend that weekend with you all, but then it's just in the back of your mind. Like, you know, so. Yeah. And, and I, my wife, uh, is down in Florida and she was heading out the day after we got back mm. to go to Florida for a week because her great uncle is pretty, pretty sick. And, uh, her and her mom were going down there for a week and she's still not home. And so I was kind of in a hurry to get back to, to get to see her for a little bit before she left. So, yeah. And we told Todd all that and he, and he was just, he, and he couldn't even, he didn't even care. He wanted to go see Tom it, Sizemore. It, he said, screw you all. And, yeah, uh, and it was, yeah. he said, look, I got a family too. get over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, we're going to see Sizemore, and that's all yeah. there's to it. What, ma- what makes you all so special? <laughs> so we went and watched a movie uh, that that I think Todd was really looking forward to that starred Tom Sizemore, and the first person to bail on the terrible film was Todd Sheen. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I believe, hold on, like not just that, but I believe the first movie that he ever bailed on ever w- without... <laughs> prompting uh, prompting from us where we right yeah yeah i will say this i will say this uh seven years plus of festival going <laughs> and one one miscalculation in all those years <laughs> is pretty good odds i think so yeah yeah and yeah i mean you know i'm giving size more i'm giving size more chance see i mean a lot of people a lot of people might not give him that extra chance i'm not anymore <laughs> well, that like was, I said, that was a hunk of garbage. I gave it, I gave it twenty minutes, and <laughs> and then I 
and we were fortunately close to the door. I didn't want to, I didn't want to upset anybody else's uh, viewing experience. But um, after, I think Tom Sizemore had already done that. Well, exactly. But seriously, if if for anybody that we've got a lot of Kentucky listeners, uh, anybody that hasn't been to Paducah has got to go. Oh my gosh, yes, and especially in a fall. Yeah, and go downtown. Yeah, lower town is that's yeah. what. Yeah, don't even like. Yeah, when we when we say Paducah, we're talking lower town, uh, and and stay in the eighteen fifty seven or the eighteen fifty seven hotel, yeah. uh, something like that, and or a, or a little bed and breakfast that's in lower town, and uh, just enjoy it. Like there's you know you've got a lot of preserved history there and and great architecture and buildings, and it's just it's right on the river. And it's fantastic, and you know I think we should get money from uh, tourism at this point. But absolutely, uh, we can't pump it up enough. It's it's a great uh, weekend trip uh, for Kentuckians. There is no doubt about it. We love the place. And, Always something going on down there, and mm-hmm. there's there's something to do. I mean, there's antiques, there's uh, homemade candy there's restaurants there's that uh made alley cinema that does a lot of cool stuff yeah uh, if you've never been to a film festival i mean it's the perfect it's first week in november it's you know uh so you always got the crisp weather uh, the weather was crazy this year it was really nice uh but like you said performances in the in the center and uh oktoberfest if you don't want to go then you can go to oktoberfest if that's more your speed uh but there's all like you said there's always something going on they do a great job down there They've got some really great antique malls. There's one place if you want to, if you if you if you got you know an extra five hundred dollars, you could buy a ventriloquist dummy <laughs> marked up from twenty four dollars. Yes. Um, there's um, if you don't get called, run out of the place first. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I can't remember. I think it's called Eagle Eye Antique Mall, um, yeah. and it's um, it's, they got lots of vinyl, and they have an interesting business model there, which is. <laughs> Uh, we're not going to put anything you might want out on display. If you know to ask for it, then you can. Uh, and otherwise, we're going to make you feel like we don't want you here. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got a back room. There's a bathroom back there, but there's also <laughs> a lot of stuff that you can't touch or buy. <laughs> and we're uh, going to leave it in that back room. You all can vouch for me. After my experience in there last year, I refused to go into the store this year. Yeah, you certainly did, and and uh, can't blame you for that. A man's got to have principles. Yeah. When you, I mean, uh, Alan walked in with a uh, backpack last year and uh, she asked to take the backpack from him because she didn't want anybody to steal one of her uh, 30,000 LPs that was upstairs or, you know. uh, A handful of Atari 2600 games. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Bottle tops. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. I think <laughs> yeah. several copies. Uh, <laughs> right. Star Wars prequels toys. Yeah. So episodes right. one, right. two, three. That was like fifteen years ago, <laughs> right. or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. Funny it, you bring that up. I'm going to bring up the Star Wars prequels later. But uh, okay, that's, that's kind of interesting that you brought that up. But yeah. I, I, we did a good job of hyping up Paducah, and then we've really undone everything that we... <laughs> well, the, there's a lot of antiques down there, and it's just a mixed bag, I'm telling you. like, yeah. If you like antiques, it, it's another good reason to go down there, but you, you, it's a Russian roulette. It's you know, Depending on which place you go into, you might get followed around by a woman who thinks you might steal something and <laughs> doesn't like children, 
and de pantsing de pantsing <laughs> of a of a ventriloquist yeah. dummy as revered and yeah. loved as Danny O'Day. Yeah. There's no room for that. Yeah, but Todd apparently Todd found uh, a a matching model uh, of of the ventriloquist dummy he had as a child that was at that uh, antique store. He saw it, you know, to, uh, last year when we were there. He decided to go back and check is it still there because he felt like it was 25 bucks. Maybe I should have bought it uh, yeah. that year. So we'll go back and we'll see if they still got it. And if they do, I'm gonna grab it. So we go back in. It's not. Uh, it's not there anymore. It had been this spring, right, Alan? You yeah. had, you'd seen him. Yeah, so, I saw it. Yeah. So he's not there now. And uh, but Ty goes in Ed, and asks, you know, you used to have a ventriloquist dummy out here, Danny O'Day. Is, uh, did you sell it? No. He's in the back. This is after she explained that you can go in the back, but you can't buy or touch anything back there. And if you go to the bathroom back there, just make sure you come back out. Because sometimes people go to the bathroom and then they're around. They're back there for twenty minutes. And what are you? What are you doing? Because yeah, you're not supposed to be touching that stuff. <laughs> so then, anyway, so she says, "Yes, we still got him. He's in the back." And Todd says, "Does that mean he's not for sale?" "Oh yeah, he's for sale. If you've got two hundred and well, no wait." Was that what it was? Two hundred and fifty. I think she said she two, said two hundred forty dollars. She said two hundred and fifty, but then okay. I think later on she <laughs> said something else. Brought it down ten dollars to two hundred and forty dollars. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, and and explained that she had to move him back there uh, because a child had pulled his pants down, and uh, she wasn't having it. And uh, yeah. I don't know why that was the like the the cutoff line to where like and and right. so like he's just not for sale anymore. Yeah. Like, cause a child pulled his pants down. Yeah. Like, so I'm taking him out of road. Like, no, nobody can have him now. Because sorry, kid, the kids ruined it for everybody. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. Sorry. I don't. I don't quite understand the logic there. Well, yeah, you can you can buy him, but he's like Todd feels like he was twenty five dollars before, and now he's two hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. And he lives in the back where you can't really have him anyway. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting store. I never ever wanted to be gone from <laughs> a specific geographic point faster than right that, at that moment. So when, no, when, she, when she started talking that bat crazy stuff, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm honest. I couldn't, if I had to, if I, if I had to beat her, if I had to beat her down with a, a, a nail field board just to get out of there in, in the amount of time I needed to get out of there, I would have, it, <laughs> it was that, Wow! So next, was, it was that bizarre. Next I mean, year, just, then I'm the only one. I'm the only one that's going inside, right? We'll, I'm we'll not both, going. <laughs> we'll both wait outside and next to that, you know. I'll uh, go watch Sizemore before I go back in there. No, there's no, there's no way I'm going back in either. I've got everything, uh, I've got everything memorized. I, I might <laughs> go in there if Sizemore was with me. Yeah, and I'd like to introduce those two. I think they would. Yeah. I think it would be a good matchup, especially if he had a backpack. Yeah. So the only the only folks and we don't want to go on and on about no eagle eye antiques, but the best way to describe it would be watching a really weird David Lynch movie. But <laughs> you're living it. Be, it'd be like a virtual reality experience. Yeah. Is you, what you would you're living yeah. a David Lynch movie for 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let's can we talk about one other thing that we did in Paducah? Absolutely, I was going to get to it. Well, we kind of made it a it. tradition to. Uh, there's usually that weekend for whatever reason. There's usually something that that kind of 
a big mo- blockbuster that comes out every every uh, time we're down there. Um, and this year was no exception. We and we always go watch them because we're kind of douchey, and we say, <laughs> "Screw these independent filmmakers. We're going to go watch a Hollywood made uh, movie." So we go do that, and we did it this year with Doctor Strange, which we were all looking forward to. Um, surprisingly the catalyst for us going this time. Cause I think, I think as was the case with everything this weekend, <laughs> Scott and I were indifferent to everything and Todd pushed us to go. So we ended up going, uh, <laughs> a day later, I might add a day later than Todd wanted to, but we still did. That was, uh, yeah, that was the thing that was Todd was Todd was, uh, he was raring to go. At, yeah, Todd at, wanted to go at midnight tonight. We got down there. <laughs> yeah. And that was that was my hang up. I was like, I, I can wait till tomorrow. I don't know. He turns he goes down to Paducah and turns into the Tasmanian devil. Like I don't know what happens to Todd when he gets down to Paducah, <laughs> but there is a just a reserve of energy that he taps into that uh, <clears throat> if we could bottle that stuff, man, it would be something. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like surge or something. It, yes, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he finally talked us into it um the next day uh and so we went to a matinee of of dr strange so let's talk about that a minute if you all want to um what were your thoughts on dr strange oh first of all i like it um yeah i can say that it's a positive reaction overall and revision is history because when we walked out of there you said i need time to let it marinate a little bit to rank it um but it's probably in my top five of Marvel movies, is it still there? Uh, yeah, I think I said five to seven, and it's or maybe I, I don't remember what I said, but I did. I know five was one of the numbers I said, and uh, it, it's still it's definitely in the upper half, no doubt. I yeah, know, I know I said that, and uh, it's definitely still there. There's no doubt about it. We talked about it on the fact right before we went, we saw that Variety article that had all the movie uh, Marvel movies ranked from fourteen through one. There's been fourteen of them, and it, it had this one number two. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's just insane. I mean, because, you know, I would say whoever watched it only saw it once and then put it in the number two spot. And it's just crazy to me. But is was that like an article of the ranking of of movies like to watch if you've just eaten mushrooms? (laughs) Because then I completely agree. Like that would be the way to do it. There's no doubt. It might be. Yeah, it might be number one on the shroom list. (laughs) Yeah. But if there's another one, it's probably Guardians. Yeah. But the script is good. Uh, casting is is on point as always, um, and you know I, those those are the biggest takeaways I had. It's just a, it's a solid movie, and I I can nitpick it, and maybe we'll do some of that. Uh, yeah. But just on the surface, it's it's good, and it's absolutely upper half. And I'd probably say it's it might fall somewhere around number five overall, and and probably a lot of that has to do with. Um, the fact that it's in the top five would be because it is a standalone movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Lately, you've been getting so many that that feel like you know just a chapter in this you know the bigger overall story they're they're putting together where everything's tied together and it's kind of annoying, um, and it it doesn't serve you know the movie very well. But this feels like a, a self contained story, beginning, middle, and end, and uh, you know a nice three act. Uh, Todd, what are your overall opinions? Um, I liked it a lot. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I would put it, but I would say I would put it definitely in the top 
the top half of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. I would probably put it in, uh, if there's 14 out there, I, I would probably, I would say probably, um, yeah, five, top five, six, definitely. Just because of, because, you know, kind of what he said, I mean, it's, it's self-contained. You don't feel like you've got, you know, Marvel cameos left and right. So it's nice to just focus on that story and not mm-hmm. worry about how it's going to, how he's going to cross over to infinity war and everything else. So it was nice. It was yeah. nice to stay in alone movie. And you have to get a full on origin story, which uh, these days you don't have to do that <laughs> often. All right. And it's not, you know, we, we know from years in the past where everything was an origin story that it's not easy to do. And, and this one flowed well and it was enjoyable to watch all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and it was visually spectacular. Like, I hope I get to see mm-hmm. it in IMAX before it goes off. Um, because I, I, I almost there are some parts that I feel like are going to be overwhelming in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, I, I heard a criticism of it that I thought was interesting, and I wanted to see what you all thought, that somebody said it was basically, like, they didn't enjoy it as much as they were hoping they would because it was basically the first Iron Man all over again. Mm-hmm. With you know the 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 arrogant uh, billionaire whatever uh, getting getting humbled and taken down a notch because of a catastrophe, um, what do y'all think about that? First of all, you know you I guess it's a it's a valid point, but it doesn't bother me at all because I mean you know it couldn't be farther apart in their abilities. Like one is you know on his own, you know, it uses his mind to make a mechanical suit and it's very, very grounded. And this is the exact opposite of that. And he needs, you know, he's completely helpless and needs, you know, he knew everything in his grounded world and he needs, you know, somebody else to open his mind and bring him into something else that, you know, he's completely helpless. He has to be dragged along. Like Tony did it all on his own and, and, you know, kind of broadened his own world and, and got there and, and, you know, this guy needs somebody else to, to drag him into it. So, you know, uh, raspberries on that opinion overall, I think. And, and it's just, it's that, that's the books. I mean, it's stuck to the books and which, uh, you know, I like that Marvel does They're They're very faithful with their source material. And yeah, the characters are kind of, kind of similar in that they're, you know, egotistical, narcissistic type characters, but, you know, they they play a little bit differently, and I don't know, it didn't bother me at all, and I I didn't, at no point during it was I thinking, this is a lot like Iron Man. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what I thought when I read it, was like, you can't help what the story is. Like, if they have similar stories, then they just do, but you got to go with them. Like, the the history's been written for those guys, and if you venture too far from it, you're just going to make everybody mad that way. And probably the people that matter the most are going to make the most upset uh, as far as the fan base goes. So you can't do that. Um, and I didn't think, like, I'm, I'm with you. I didn't ever one time, I would have not ever thought about that if I hadn't read it from mm-hmm. that from that review of it. Um, it. It just never clicked because really, basically those are the only two similarities is it was a narcissist uh, rich guy who got humbled. But other than that, nothing else was the same. Right. Yeah. Very different movies. Um, other than that, that one, that one piece. Um, did you all have stuff that bothered you about it? it? Like, it sounds like the story, we're all on board with the story and kind of the, 
the broad strokes what that movie is. Did it, did, did any of you want to, you know, did you all have nitpicky stuff? Um, I, I can probably nitpick anything. But, uh, <laughs> um, Todd, do you, did you have anything? Uh, not really. I mean, I honestly, I kind of immersed myself in the movie, uh, which is tough because, I mean, honestly, if I'd seen it 24 hours earlier, there's no telling what kind of experience I would have had. Mm-hmm. But um, you're, you're supposed to laugh. <laughs> okay. <there you> go. <laughs> no, I, I, I was able to just kind of just immerse myself into the experience and not think about a lot of other things, which I don't always, I don't always do that. And so when I am able to do that and just not, you know, and not, uh, not turn on the critic meter in me, uh, it's nice. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that was one of those, I just was able to sit back and really just enjoy, enjoy it. And I mean, it's one of those, you know, I watch it the second time, then I'll probably, you know, I'll see some of those things that, uh, you know, I was just too enamored of what, you know, being caught up in the story at the time, mm-hmm. the first time I watched it. Um, can we, is it okay to do spoilers? Can we give a little bit of a spoiler alert? Uh, yeah. And, and if, uh, if, if you don't want to hear it audience, then just, uh, just skip forward about, uh, yes. skip few, ahead a little bit. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't buy Mordo's bad guy turn at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't understand it. Um, <laughs> you didn't, you, yeah, you didn't like the heel turn. No, yeah. I didn't. It didn't. It didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense as to why all of a sudden that those things were bothering him. Mm-hmm. Like if they were bothering him, they would have bothered him earlier. Yeah. But suddenly he's going to just get rid of. And why? And why do you have to make? Why do you care if if Pangborn is walking because of this dark magic? Or why do you care? Why? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to make him not walk anymore? Are you that big a doucher? Like I, I didn't buy. Like all of a sudden he goes from from being just super earnest, and all of a sudden he's just angry and mean. Yeah, and I really didn't understand why. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't buy it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna disagree with you for once. Okay. Uh, it didn't bother me. I see what you're saying. Like it wasn't perfect, um, but I liked it. And for the main reason of he's not a straight bad guy, uh, which Marvel needs, and he's gonna he's got he's got some depth to him now. Uh, you know, it's not he his motivation in this next movie. I'm assuming he's gonna be the big bad in the next movie. Um, mm-hmm. Is not I want to take over the world. It's he's disillusioned and, and like he's coming from a good place, but you know you. Like he was very earnest and and very sincere of like we're protecting people and 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 now he thinks like you people are mis you're breaking the rules you're misusing magic which is what we all set out and like together and said this is what we don't do and I think you all are doing this and so I okay now I'm the one that's got to take that on my shoulders and nobody uses magic nobody misuses magic and I'm gonna be the guy and so he thinks he's coming from uh, he's he he thinks he's the hero and that always makes the best villain. No matter what movie you're you're watching, go back through cinematic, uh, literary history. Best villains think they're the hero, and I think that's what they tried to do with this guy. But I can understand. I understand where you're coming from, saying it's it's not perfect. It might be a little bit confusing, but I at least like uh, the the bones that they're they're coming from there. Yeah, and I and I get what you're saying too, and I completely agree with the with making the best bad guys. I just don't know why 
if he was going to be that sanctimonious, mm-hmm. why he waited until that point to do it when he realized it 30 minutes earlier what was going yeah, on. Yeah, right, yeah, help save the day, and then after we've yeah. done it, then... he was okay with it until, yeah, until everything turned out to be okay, and then all of a sudden he's going to get on his high horse and go make Pangborn uh, cripple again. Mm-hmm. So right. anyway, there, there's my nitpickiness, but I think you had a couple things. Oh, it's my turn. I've got yeah, buddy. I got I got three big ones because uh, I'm a miserable human being. And well, I, one of them I think we agreed on, but I didn't want to steal your thunder because you're the <laughs> one who brought my attention. So, uh, for one thing, number one, they borrow the uh, what's the Christopher Nolan movie? I'm blank. Uh, Inception. They brought. They borrow the no, Inception. Interstellar. Interstellar. No, no, no. Uh, Inter- Inception. Yeah. Inception, Inception. Yeah. They borrow the Inception effect of like you know buildings turning in on themselves and and man yeah. they use it to death. Yes, like, they do. Like it'd be one thing like to use an effect to death if you're the one that invented it, but you didn't. Like we've seen it before, and then you're just gonna like man hammer it for all it's worth. And and I didn't even understand why they were using it. Like you're using it, you're doing it basically because you think it looks cool. But like you know, uh, practically speaking, as to why these people are making like making the environments do this stuff, it made no sense to me whatsoever. How is this helping you fight right now? Like I don't. Uh, yeah, and my man Cassilius loved to make some buildings <laughs> fold in on each other. Yeah, he did. Heck yeah, he did. Start waving them arms around and heck yeah, uh, some stuff is going to start happening. So uh, not a huge fan of that. I uh, wish they had uh, had somebody, maybe somebody a little more uh, with their own imagination getting going and, and have some groundbreaking effect on it. I I, I, I do think like it, this is a visual spectacle and they did a good job with it, but you would have liked to have seen them break some new ground yeah, um, and show you something that's never been done before. So that... Um, and then another one was that they kind of, they, they wanted to kind of dance around the, is this, you know, is magic science? Is it the same? Like they, they, they didn't come out. So I was glad of that. They didn't just come out and say, you know, magic is just science that we don't understand. Like they did with Thor. Right. Cause you said, if they do that, you're going to hammer. I was going to jump up on the stage and rip the screen down. And uh, and and get naked and and run around screaming. <laughs> and you'd have done it too. I would have. I totally would have. And and set the place on fire. Um, but they didn't do that. Yet they didn't. They wouldn't just let it be magic either. They were kind of in the in the neutral zone. They wouldn't just you know because I, what I wanted was to go in the other direction of like you know to to kind of to back that uh, back that bicycle up a little bit and where they said that with Thor in this one to affirmatively go the other direction and say, there's some things that you just, there's no explanation for or something like that. Um, so anyway, and then the third thing is that it didn't feel very magic-y, which was, which kind of goes to the same point. Like, um, like Harry Potter is, you know, is very, you know, this guy's supposed to be a sorcerer. It's supposed to be magic. I didn't feel any magic at all until the after credit scene, which was, you know, that's not part of the script. And that's like somebody kind of came up with that off the cuff. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's really, you know, that, that was kind of cheating. It's like, like, that's not really part of the movie. To me, there was no magic going on. Like he uses energy to make, to me, he was like a mutant, like everybody, you know, it's, or, or like, yeah, you know, or like lightsabers, like they're mute. They're making <laughs> these people are supposed to be magic and they're using it to make, 
like whips and yeah. and shields, you know, out of like that's not very magical at all. Like you know, like yeah. you're doing so much hand to hand combat, and like really, you you can do magic, and and the best you're going to come up with is is to like you know use something that you can smack somebody with or, you know, you can wrap around a door handle or it's like, that just seems like really small minded. You're not a very creative magician if this is the best you're coming up with. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing that we kind of left and, and we said was that, you know, I don't mind a little bit of fighting, but Dr. Strange never threw a punch and like his hands are, he's crippled. Like his hand, he can't use them right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he, like kung fu is not like probably what <laughs> yeah. he's gonna do. Probably, too much of yeah, it. probably not the best. Yeah, yeah, and um, like the magic stuff is more cool in Star Wars than it was in this movie. Like the Force stuff. That's is right. More cool the Force than... feels more magic. Yeah. 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 So that and and it's Disney. So go ahead and borrow that if you're gonna borrow something. Yeah. And that's where Luke is screwed up. He tried to explain the Force. And, yeah. And and totally screwed up. Like, you don't. It's fine. There are things you can't explain. That's what makes them cool. Like, we don't know how it works, and we don't want to know how it works. And as soon as you try, it flipping ruins it. Yep. But, uh, yeah, overall, pretty good movie here, buddy. <laughs> After, yeah. Trash it. Let me trash it for 10 minutes <laughs> and then remind you that I liked it. Yeah. You had some more Marvel stuff you wanted to. Oh, we've got we got Marvel news. Let's do some Marvel minutes. Is Todd still awake? Todd. Yeah, ma'am. All right, you ready for this? You ready for Marvel news? Yeah. Okay. In in the headlines today, premiering on ABC Fall of 2017, uh, new series The Inhumans. Hmm. So how about that? I don't know about it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't either because abc tends to screw stuff up i was gonna say that they they kind of it's hard to get excited after shield it really is especially because of the the issues that they have and the way they screw things up of not putting enough money into stuff and kind of yeah. uh kind of half arsing everything i Inhumans was okay if anybody didn't know the inhumans was on the slate to be one of the uh, films uh, in mm-hmm. phase three and then all of a sudden it kind of disappeared and now they've announced that it's going to be an ABC TV show um, which would be something to be kind of be excited about but ABC just does not have a good track record and they don't uh, they do a horrible job on special effects with all their shows and don't uh, spend enough money on them so yeah it's a mixed bag um, I I don't have good feelings about it, I guess, because of that reason. It could be cool, but it's sort of like a Probably you gotta not. you gotta show me at this point. Yeah, and, and nothing I mean, there are a few properties that Marvel has that are crazier than the inhumans. They live they live on the moon. They're all Jack Kirby designs and are super, you know, super mm-hmm. out there, like character designs. So they're gonna they're gonna ground the heck out of it and, yeah. and you know, set it on Earth and 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 probably you know the the uh, the interpretations of costumes and stuff like that. Like I I don't know. I mean I can't, I really can't imagine what they're going to try to do with this thing. But anyway, there's your Marvel news for the day. Well, there you go. Todd thoughts. <laughs> Todd, <laughs> do we lose Todd? Let's see. He's still on my screen. Oh yeah. His icon is still there. 
He went he went and got a snack while you did Marvel News. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> we've we've talked we've talked wrestling on this show <laughs> and lots all, of, all of Todd's hot button topics. <laughs> lots and lots of Marvel. All. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Oh, Sheen. <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to get into some Star Wars stuff, but... Well, hey, if you want to hit it, how bad do you want to hit it? <laughs> I mean, it's not that big a deal. I just found it interesting and had a couple of questions I was going to post to you all about it, but we don't. We can do it next time. All right. I might, I might text him and see where he's at to see what if he wants to... Or we can, I mean, if he's not on, we can start talking politics. <laughs> uh, so, are you recording? Yep. All right, so it looks like uh, Todd was not interested in the uh, <laughs> in the Marvel minutes and and and, and just bailed on the whole podcast. So uh, I hope our audience is more interested than he was. <laughs> I, hope so. I hope so too. Um, so I had one more question I was going to pose. If he jumps back in here, then then we can get his take. If not, we'll just power through this thing without him. Um, but uh, did did you hear the the quotes that you and McGregor had about? Uh, the prequels. No, I'm interested in this. Okay, so I, I I'm going to paraphrase because um, I don't I don't want to read the whole quote, but he basically said that they approached him about doing the prequels. Um, said they wanted him to do Obi Wan Kenobi, and he basically told them at first that let's let me find the quote exactly uh, so I don't I don't misdo it. But he basically told them. He didn't want to do it because he saw himself as an urban, grungy actor doing films about heroin and stuff. <laughs> so, and that's who he felt like he was. So he didn't want to do a mainstream, iconic character because he wanted to do drugged out, weird stuff. Because <laughs> he felt like that was a sweet spot, basically. That was, yeah, that's who he was. He said. Um, and then I, 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 he said George Lucas kind of came to him and he saw the script and he thought that he could do something with the character. And, you know, the, the movies turned out to be kind of terrible. But I, I think even like even the hardest critic will say he did a good job with that character. Um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't just say that. I'd say he's the, one of the if not the only redeeming part yeah. of those films to me. Uh, yeah, I would I would say the same exact thing. Um, the Darth Maul fight scene. And you yeah. and you and McGregor playing Obi Wan Kenobi. He's he's the one guy that didn't need direction, so that's why he he shines and he's excellent in those movies. I mean, it still it doesn't save them, but he's very good. Yeah, and 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 I'm reading the quote now, and he says he basically did it because um, he didn't he didn't do it for the money. He did it because he and George Lucas had a conversation where George told him that he hated, basically hated Hollywood and was going to shoot it in San Francisco and do it to the beat of his own drum. So that's why he decided to do it. Hmm. Um, so my question to you with, with Rogue One coming up, and we've already heard there's going to be a Han Solo spinoff. First of all, would you like for there to be an Obi-Wan spinoff since they're basically going to do a movie every year, it seems like anyways? If he plays it, Absolutely. You'd want you'd want it to do it if he did it. Yeah, get get yeah. get a good script, 
probably yeah. make it a little grittier than those uh those prequels were and you know get into it i, I would love to see with the right script uh, an obi-wan movie with him at the at the lead yeah maybe how he became a jedi or whatever or mm. his training or or the first trials he had to go through or whatever i think that would be great yeah. too i'm with you or some like really just bad times for him after you know everything kind of went to crap for the rebellion and, and he had to go into hiding you know like maybe the, doing some heroin and stuff. Yeah, like those missing years after he drops the twins off, and then between, like, what happened between that and then yeah. and then Luke, you know, running into him, like, you know, like some some real bad stuff, you know, that he had to deal with, and maybe you know, almost make it like a western, you know. Oh, that could be cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's write it. Let's do it again. You know, Vince McMahon and. And Disney can just fight over what we're we're bringing to the you know. Absolutely, yeah. Let the negotiations begin, guys. <laughs> this could be heated. Um, okay, next question. Do you? I've never understood this mindset, and maybe you do, and you can explain it to me. But do you understand the mindset of of like him and uh, Clive Owen said he didn't want to do James Bond for the same reason? Because they're they're too mainstream and too iconic of a character. Do you understand that mindset at all? Because to me, it's almost like, why do you get into movies? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, it, I don't get it. That speaks to fear of me. That's a loser. That's a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eat it. Eat it, Clive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that just sounds like, that sounds like fear. Like, you know, I'm like, that puts me too much in the spotlight. I got a good thing going here. People kind of like what I'm doing. I'm going to keep working. But if I do this, you know, that opens me up to a lot of criticism. And if people don't like it, who knows what'll happen. Do you think there's any, any justification to, um, I don't want to be known as James Bond forever, so I'm not going to do it. I want to be more versatile than that. I want people to know a body of work instead of me as this character. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe you are like, you feel like you are an artist and maybe you just don't like those movies and you feel like, you know, that that's not this kind of story you want to tell. And it's not, you know, maybe you, maybe you're a little, uh, uh, snobby. Uh, you know, I can, I can kind of understand why you, you know, you wouldn't want to do that, especially if you don't think it's going to be a, uh, maybe you've seen the script and you didn't like it or something, but just, yeah, I don't for the, the way he said it, it's hard to understand. Yeah, and and I and I would buy that maybe for you and McGregor because of train spotting and some of that stuff he did. But Clive didn't Clive Owen do that movie where he stabbed somebody in the head with a carrot? <laughs> was it a yeah? Was it a carrot? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's when I yeah that's when I turned that movie off. <laughs> that's the exact moment. And yeah, so I'm not buying it from him. No, I'm an artist, mm-hmm. and I need to be known for you know the 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 artistic endeavors of doing shoot 'em up. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to know if, if shoot him up. Do you know if that came before or after the offer, the the bond offer? I think after. Okay, so maybe that was maybe that was uh, some some regrets there. Like maybe it, some, he fell on a little tough times. Not the scripts not coming across the desk like he thought they would uh-huh, be. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe shoot him up is my chance to have my, yeah. my bond. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe killing people with carrots is the new thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna out bond bond with shoot him up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, I think we've put everybody in their place for the evening. So <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, that's that's right. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll we'll delve out some some more harsh realities for some folks uh, that <laughs> that are a little too high on their pedestal next <laughs> yeah. next week. 
again. Man. But uh, I'm ready to get out of here if you are. I'm ready. I'm ready. And uh, right, there's well, going to be a lot of tears in Hollywood this week, but uh, so be yeah. it. Yeah, and, and I can't wait to see who wins the bidding war between uh, McMahon and, uh, and Walt. Yeah. Uh, should be good stuff because I'm still, I'm still open for either one. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that we can turn Roman Reigns into a good guy, or I think we can do a good Obi-Wan script, and it's whoever, whoever wants to lay down the biggest paycheck. We are guns for hire, for sure. That's so. exactly right. All right, guys. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for sharing this and subscribing. Please remember to rate it on iTunes um, and uh, tell your friends about it. Um, for the missing in action, Todd Sheen, uh, who's still AWOL. Let's all hope for good health. And, yeah. and yeah, we'll tune in next Tuesday and <laughs> just see keep... if Todd. <laughs> See if Todd made it. Oh, goodness. What happened to Todd? All right. Well, for, for Todd Sheen, Scott Stafford, this is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come see me in the movie. And I know that you will plainly see. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time. And all I gotta do is act naturally. You definitely get it down there. Poor Todd. Wonder what in the world. Yeah, it is. It is yeah, it's like. And he never answered the text either. I almost feel like I can hear him. I, I feel like it too. Is he snoring? I think maybe he just put it down. I think he's snoring. <laughs> Listen. Oh, I swear I heard it. I think I, I think I did too. Oh my god! I think Todd fell asleep in the middle of our own podcast. <laughs> That's not a good sign. I'm wide awake. I'm wide awake. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Todd, did you go to sleep? I swear I didn't. I swear. I didn't. <laughs> did you just set it down? Uh. uh no, I, uh, no, uh, no autopilot. It's, I'm right there. Right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, feels weird though. Something feels strange about all this. <laughs> Todd, are you okay? I'm, I'm okay. I, Do I'm you smell fine. oranges? Um. Yeah, I'm okay. Well, it's it's a good teaser for next week because we we told the audience they'll have to tune in next week to make sure you're okay. So you ended the podcast, even <laughs> man. Yeah, that's probably what's that's probably what's hurts the most. I think. <laughs> well, I I signed you off for you. Okay. <laughs>